with me this morning. And uh, this is a confession that I wrote. So, uh, well, I didn't write it. It's Isaiah 50, verse 4. <laughs> Just get to take credit <laughs> that you didn't do, right? But, <laughs> oh gosh, I'm finished now. No <laughs> Isaiah 50, verse 4. I, I found this scripture, and it was a real blessing to me. I realized. Everybody hears, but not everybody can understand. Only God gives understanding. So I wanted our church to always say it, because as you say it, it connects with your spirit, and it connects with God. And God hears and ministers to you. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. Mark 16, verse 17, the Bible is clear that Jesus says, He who believes in me, he who believes in me, these signs will follow those who believe in me. These signs follow those who believe in Jesus. In my name, that's the key word, in my name they will cast out demons. So if you believe in him, you can cast out demons. You don't have to check yourself and feel if you have the power. All you need to know is that you are a believer. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In his name, you can cast out demons. Anytime. Night time, morning time, afternoon time. If it's a demon, you can cast the demon out. Because you are a believer in the name of Jesus. If you believe in the name, you have no reason to be afraid of any devil or demon. You have the right You've been given the authority. You have the power to cast them out. And how do you do it? Say it. Simple. How hard is that? Address them in the name of Jesus, because that's what he said. In my name, you shall, they will cast out devils. I'm a believer, so I can do it. And then the next thing he says is, they will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents or snakes. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick. Notice the word used. Will, 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 they will. And many Christians don't understand the will. They haven't ever done the will. They will. Say with me, I will. They will lay hands on the sick. And the sick will recover. We've talked about casting out demons. You know, I heard years, years back when I was in Georgia, they prophesied over me and said, you cast out many demons. And they had a lot of prophecy over my life. I thought, these guys have just been good to me because I'm their Sunday school teacher. But everything over those things has come to pass. Because in the last days, God will pour his spirit upon all flesh. Those have come to pass. 
I've dealt with so many demons. And they started calling me a deliverance minister. I resisted, please don't call me a deliverance minister. And then I ministered to people, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Then they said, well, he's the one that, he helps people. That's your ministry. I don't have the ministry. He's the ministry of the Lord Jesus. Amen. And I'm just being obedient. And you can too. In my name, they will speak with new tongues. If you are a believer in his name, you should be able to speak with new tongues. That's what Jesus said. All you need is to be a believer. And you can, because you are a believer, speak with new tongues. Sometimes we want people to lay their hands on us. Yeah, that's good. But they don't have to. Why? You are a believer. You can speak with supernatural tongue. If you read in Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 9, he says, For then I will restore. For then I will restore to the peoples. That means not just the children of Israel, but the peoples of the world. Plural, right? I will restore to the peoples a pure language. A pure language. God will restore to the peoples of the earth a pure language. Why? Why the poor language? That day, all, uh, say the word all, a pure language, that they all may call on the name of the Lord to serve Him with one accord. That they all, what does it mean? Call. That they, this pure language is for calling on the Lord. What's the calling? What does that mean? Your prayer life. The pure language is for your prayer life. To call on the Lord, call on the Lord, and He will answer you and show you great and many things that you do not know. So, calling on the Lord is your prayer life. This pure language, which is new tongue, according to the words of Jesus. That's why he said, everyone who believes in him will speak in new tongues. Because it's a pure language with which they shall call upon him with one accord and serve him. So the pure language enables you to serve. Amen. The pure language is part of the equation of service to God. A lot of Christians say, well, I'm a believer. I'm already, I'm, I'm going to heaven. I don't need that. Who says you don't? You're going to make a decision for God? Did you know that Mary prayed in new tongue? That's Mary, the mother of Jesus. She waited to pray in tongues. Oh, yes. She waited 10 days. She was among the, ten, the 120 people in the upper room waiting to speak with other tongues. And some people say, well, I don't need that. <laughs> you better than the mother of Jesus? Who you think you are? If she needed that and she saw Jesus and carried Jesus, you think you're that special that you don't need it? That's a serious mistake. That's a serious mistake. And that's the lie of the devil. 
He doesn't want you to believe. Sometimes people get even upset when they hear that. We don't need that. Who says you don't need that? You're going to obey God or you're going to do your own thing? You don't own heaven. He owns heaven. He dictates and you listen. That's the way it's supposed to be. God says he will restore a pure language. God showed me. Now, I have a lot to say. I got a book, okay? <laughs> yes, let's advertise the book. <laughs> yeah, I wrote a book on this. Because God has shown me for over many years, just showing me a lot of stuff. And I put that in the book. And if you think I, I make a lot of money, good luck to you. Kid. <laughs> the publishers make money. But I enjoy what I have written here. I hope you can change your life. Spend some time with it. Amen. So to serve God with one accord is the spirit that brings us together. You see, is the spirit. When the children of God begin, all of them, you can read in the beginning, Acts, you say this, you keep hearing, and they all with one accord. Remember that? They all with one accord. And there was great grace upon the people of God and miracles, signs, and wonders. But the children of God, today, they don't want that. They want to do it on their own, with their own strength so that they can have some credit. I did it. But the truth is we all need this. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit to the point where you can pray in tongues, please come. We prayed for the, um, those in prison. I think it's about, how many of them? About 18 of them now. Uh, 18 of them now that I've received. I like them there. Nobody's told them they can't. So they don't listen. They just, what can we do? I remember a child days before, they, I was still speaking. And I had this guy, he held his mouth, and he was shaking violently. And I thought, what's wrong with this fellow? While I was speaking, he, all he was doing was waiting, as I was sharing with them, that all of them can speak in tongues. You can speak in a new tongue, like Jesus said. Just let that scripture be fulfilled in your life. He was shaking, shaking, and I thought, what's wrong with this fellow? And then all of a sudden, I stopped. And I said, now it's time for us to pray. And boy, he busted out in tongues, his new tongue, and fell on his face. And then afterwards, he called me and says, Pastor, I'm really sorry. I, I, I think I disturbed you, but I was, I was holding it back. It was really hard, and, and I had to do it. I said, hey, brother, you are forgiven. Him. Can I get a hug from you? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was fun. Because his life would never be the same. His life will never be the same. You know the way I see it? Jesus died on the cross to make the Holy Spirit available to just ordinary men. The same Holy Spirit that was on David, the giant slayer. That same Holy Spirit in my life. Because you are a believer. That's what makes us holy. No man can be holy without the Holy Spirit. How are you going to do that? The Holy Spirit, when he comes into your life, he is the one that makes you holy. You can't do it on your own. We all tried, we all failed. That's why we say we're all sinners, right? 
when it comes into your life, then holiness comes. Desire for holiness comes. Desire to serve God comes. You had no desire for God, but then you open up to the Holy Spirit, and now you can't stop yourself from going to church. You can talk to the guy who, who led me to the Lord. After I received the Holy Spirit, man, the church was my place of fun. I enjoyed going to church. I couldn't wait. And believe me, we didn't have music like this. You know what our music was? That's how we worship. But I loved it. It was good worship. And when we shout before God and worship Him, and we go out, no music, not even guitar. I'm telling you. But it was a good service. The Holy Spirit was there. I've enjoyed being a believer, Christian. I don't know how they survive out there. But following God has been the best thing that's happened to me. And I enjoy it with all of my heart. You know, let, let, let's, let's, let's go into the scripture. This was prophesied long ago that every believer will have this. In Ezekiel 36, verse 26, God says, and then you see the word, I will. God says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. That's the born again experience. That's the born again experience. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. So a new spirit. Is that spirit capitalized? No. Small letter. That's a new you. If anyone is in Christ, it's a new creation. That's your new spirit. You are a spirit being. And so God gives you a new spirit. He says he will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and he will put, give to you a heart of flesh. Many people have been walking around with a heart of stone. They have flesh, but their heart is stone. I mean, I'm not talking about the one that does this, okay, inside of you. Okay? That's not what we're talking about. But you have a stony heart. God says, I'm going to take that out of your flesh. And in verse 27, he says, and I will, you heard the word, I will put my spirit. Now, is that word, small letter, it's capitalized. That's the Holy Spirit. I will put my spirit within you, and I will cause you. That's what he makes you. You just want to do it. I'll cause you to walk in my statutes. It says, I will cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. You just want to obey God. That's the born again experience that goes after that when he puts his spirit within you. Some people, they wait for many years to allow him to put his spirit. You are born again. You're a child of God. But let him put his spirit in you so that you can serve him with others in one accord. That's what this is all about. It says in Acts chapter 1 verse 4, it says, And being, after Jesus rose from the dead, after, it says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. This was Jesus speaking now. They were already born again. And Jesus is saying, Look, there is something else. Wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, that Jesus said, you have heard from me. I, I spoke to you about this before, before I went to the cross. For John truly baptized with water. 
That's one type of baptism. Just like the one I did. John, that's the pastor's baptism. Water. But John the Baptist said, There is one that is coming after me, who is mightier than I. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. You can find that in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. He talked about baptism in water and baptism in the Holy Spirit, that Jesus is the one that baptizes with the Holy Spirit. You can find that in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. You can also find that in Luke chapter 3, verse 16. And you can find that also in John chapter 1, uh, I believe verse 33. They say all the scriptures are talking about Jesus baptizing us with the Holy Spirit. So he is the Spirit baptizer. When I was a new Christian, we sang, you know, we sang about him, the sanctifier, the baptizer. That's Jesus, the Savior, sanctifier, and the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. We can't change that. We have to obey what God says. We can't change that. And it says, you, but you shall be baptized. So there's a different baptism. You shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit uh, not many days from now. And verse 8 of the same chapter is so important. But you shall receive what? Power. After you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. I never really focused on that. But it's true. There is a power that comes into a Christian's life when the Holy Spirit comes into your life. That was not there. If you're receiving it, that means it was not there before you received it. But he's talking about Christians. Because Jesus said, the unbelievers cannot receive. The spirit whom the world cannot receive. So you have to be a Christian to be able to receive this gift. It's clear. You're a Christian, you should receive the gift. If you want, you can pray with new tongues. It's a supernatural tongue. You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses. He empowers you to be able, witnesses mean you have clarity and understanding of the gospel, to be able to explain it to another person, and the power in you comes into them like the power in Samuel when he ministered the word of God to me, and I knew he is right, I need to go to church with him. Yeah. That's the way it works. Just his presence with me, just saying, Samuel, and he always sing. I mean, he had a, I mean, a horrible voice. Yeah, he can know about that. He couldn't sing. But every time he's around me, he's singing, I know that heaven is mine. I know that heaven is mine. And I was thinking, how can anybody know for sure that he'll make, I thought you were supposed to hope you were going to heaven. But around him, the conviction was there. I knew I needed to repent. I knew I needed to turn to God because of the power that was at work in him. You shall receive power and you will become witnesses. And among these people were about, uh, was Mary, the brothers of the Lord Jesus Christ and his sisters, I believe all of them, 120. They waited for 10 days after Jesus rose until the day of Pentecost. 
After 40 days, Jesus went up to heaven. And so they went to Jerusalem and waited for 10 days. And the Holy Spirit came. And, and the Bible tells us uh, in, in Acts chapter 2, verse 4, that that day the Holy Spirit came. And it says they came, they, there was a, a sound as of a rushing mighty wind that filled the whole of, the ta- of, of, of Jerusalem. I mean, it wasn't secret. Because people came out of their rooms and said, is it tornado? What's going on? Never heard it. They came out. And then what they saw was the disciples praying in tongues. Listen to this. It says, and they, when the Spirit came, it, it came with tongues of fire and divided among, among the disciples and sat at every one of them. And it says in verse 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. How many people spoke in tongues on that day? 120. 120. And I've met people, they want, they want to go into theological argument, and they'll tell you, well, you know, they have everything they want to say. But I said to them, well, I, I can't get it. This was before becoming a pastor. I can't get it. If God has 120 people, why didn't he demonstrate uh, to us that some of them were not supposed to speak in tongues, even though they already have it. So uh, they, maybe uh, 80% of them, they are speaking in tongues, and the others are going like, what are, what's wrong with them? What is going on? And he said, don't worry, you have the Holy Spirit as well. And said, well, well, how come I can't do what you're doing? All of them did speak in tongues. You know, they, they tell us this. Every chapter of the Bible, of the book of Acts, theologians say, represents one year. So, let me read what happened in chapter 19. How many years will that be? Can I hear it? How many years will that be? So, 19 years later. 19 years later. 200 years later. 2,000 years later. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Satan is trying to rob us of the gifts of God in our lives. And we must resist him. We must resist him. We must say no. We know what the scripture says. And we will rather obey God than obey man. And their opinion. We stand with the word of God. Let me read what the scripture says 19 years later. He says, and it happened. While Apollos was at Corinth, that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples. Who did he find? Some disciples. Were they Christians? Yes. Now listen. He said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? If there is no way of you telling that you have received the Holy Spirit, that's a silly question. My question will be, how do I know? Right? How do I know that I received the Holy Spirit when I believed? They had no way to know. But Paul expected them to know. Because if you received the Holy Spirit, you would have spoken in tongues. Now, the thing is, if Paul met you today, guess what he's going to say to you? 
Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? How, what are you going to say? Those of you, please be quiet, okay? I know it's yes. Thank you very much. And I'm glad it's yes. Amen. I like that, yes. <laughs> so he found some disciples and he asked them this question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? You know, we say, when, when you are baptized, you come out wet, right? So if somebody asks you, were you baptized in water? You say, yes. How do you know? Wet. I'm wet. Right? So, if they ask you, have you received the Holy Spirit? How do you know? You're just like the rest of them. They all spoke in tongues. If your answer is different, maybe it's in the book of Ezekiah, chapter 2, verse 1. And believe me, don't turn to that book because you won't find it. There's no book like a book of Ezekiah. It just sounds like Bible book. But listen to what he said. We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. We've never heard anything like that. What do you mean, Holy Spirit? We know of the Father. We know of the Son. So what are you talking about again? There is another third person. That's what they said. We never heard. So how did Paul reply? Paul said, into what then were you baptized? How were you baptized? How did they baptize you? How come you're saying you never heard that there is a Holy Spirit? Because when I baptized them, guess what I said? I baptized you in the name of the Father, right? And of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And the guy says, wait a minute, what did you say? They never heard. So they were baptized differently. That's why they asked the questions. We never heard. That's why they said, we never heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul said, how were you baptized then? They said, yes, I repent. Uh, John's baptism. Because John says, you believe, you're repenting. Yes, I repent. He don't care. That's it. That was the way they knew to baptize. But Jesus had given those that were close to him a new commandment on how to baptize. So they were not under that. So they now understood. And then Paul said to the verse 4, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, please follow through scriptures. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Did Paul touch them when, they, when he baptized them? Obviously, I had to touch these people, right? Then listen to this. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, after baptism, Paul deliberately laid his hands on them, and the the Holy Spirit came upon them, and what did they do? They spoke in tongues and prophesied. They spoke in tongues. So when the Holy Spirit came in, says there were about 12 of them, every single one of them did. And that was 19 years later. 19 years later. That this happened. I'm going to go quickly to receiving the Spirit. Is this time okay? Oh, okay, I still have some time. Great. 
The problem with people is this. When it comes to baptism in the spirit. They believe. Yes, they believe that. And they say, well, if God wants me to speak in tongues, let him make me speak in tongues. But it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak with other tongues, the Spirit gave them utterance. You have to speak. It's your tongue. Not God's tongue. That's your tongue. What's happened is this. God has empowered your new spirit with a voice that speaks to God and God alone. God empowered your born-again spirit with a voice. Your natural spirit that has your your native language but your born again spirit is the spirit born of the father and god empowers that to have a voice to speak to him directly excluding everything else that's how powerful this is so in first corinthians chapter 14 verse 2 he says the one who speaks in the tongue he's not speaking to man but to god for no one understands him no one the devil doesn't know what you're saying no one knows unless god wants to tell you but when you pray in tongues you are praying directly to god when i found that out i decided i need that because I know how my mind works. I can be praying, talking to God, and then all of a sudden Satan brings one concern to me. If you're hungry, your, your stomach growls a little bit, you're still praying, but you're still thinking of hamburger. Don't laugh at me because you've done that yourself. But when you pray in tongues, even though you don't understand what you're saying... Your spirit is communicating with your heavenly father. And the spirit that's in you, he knows everything about you. Even more than you know yourself. And he's communicating all of that to the heavenly father. Satan hates it, so he fights it in the church. He tells people, don't even talk about this. And so people don't receive. But this is a major gift for every believer. A major gift. Can transform your life. Listen here. First Corinthians 14 verse 14. For if I pray in a tongue. Notice the word. I. Who is making the decision to pray in a tongue? I am. You know in those days. Where after people. Pastor Larry knows about this. After they have received the Holy Spirit. They will pray in tongues in church. A little bit. And they say, well, it was a wonderful service. I prayed in tongues. After that, they go home. They never pray in tongues anymore. And for the next year, they, they never speak in tongues anymore. And then one emotional service, like great one, like we had this morning. And all of a sudden, they feel emotionally stimulated. And then they pray a few words in tongues. It was a wonderful service today. It's your prayer language. You use it anytime you want. 
And it, you, you know, just originally the Old Testament, how they dig wells, right? The patriarch, they dig a well, and somebody comes and stops the well, right? And they go back and dig the well out, and there's water. Yeah, that's what it is. When you pray in tongues, you're digging your well, amen? You are recharging your battery. Hallelujah. You charge your battery for more work to serve God. So the more you do it, the more charged your battery is. But if you're not doing it before long, uh, your energized batteries get weak. You got to recharge it. And you do it praying in tongues. Now listen. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. Now, my spirit prays. Is that word spirit capitalized? Whose spirit is praying in a tongue? Whose spirit is praying in a tongue? Is it the Holy Spirit? A small letter S is your spirit. Your spirit is the one praying in tongues. Because Jesus said, He who believes in me will speak with new tongues. You, not the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit has empowered you to be able to do that. And you can do it anytime you want. It's a gift given to you. You can use your gift anytime you want. If I buy you a Cadillac, please don't expect that, but I would like to do it. Now, and, and I give, it, give you the keys. From then on, it's your Cadillac, right? If I come back the next day and I say, well, let me show you how this works. And, and let me drive you here. And then the next two days later, I'm back again talking to you about the Cadillac. After a while, two weeks, sir, could you please take back your Cadillac? I'm tired of this. I don't want this. I thought you gave it to me. Well, if it's mine, let me use it the way I want, right? It's a gift from God to make your life better. It's a gift from God to make life better for you. There is a purpose. Now, let me tell you. God doesn't do anything. Let me just let me do it. No. He has nothing to prove. If he gives it to you, there's a reason. And it's usually for your benefit. If you ignore it, you pay the price. But the devil will not let you know that this is the reason why things are rough for you. You can do it by faith any time. Let me go back. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? What's the conclusion then? I will. Who is will? Whose will? I. My will. Not God's will. I will pray with the spirit. What does that mean? Mean pray with tongues. You know what I say? If you are praying and you can understand what you're saying... You're not praying in the spirit, sorry. Because if you pray in the spirit, then no one should understand you. Some people say, yes, brother, good luck. I was really praying in the spirit. The words just rolled out, rolled out from my mouth. I was feeling the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I prayed. Yeah, that's good. But did you understand what you were saying? Yes. Well, you had an inspired prayer. That is not Holy Spirit prayer. No. It's different. If I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. So it tells you tongues is for prayer. 
That's what it is. If I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. Okay? And my, my, my understanding is unfruitful. In other words, I don't understand. So what do I do? I will pray with the Spirit. Notice what it says. With the Spirit. And I will pray with the understanding also. You do both. You shouldn't be doing just one. You should do both. That's scripture. That's what God recommends. That's what keeps you in the narrow path. You do both. And let me tell you, you can be born again today and receive the Holy Spirit. Why? Because you are a believer. That's all. You don't have to wait till tomorrow. You can pray in tongues today. Right here. Because you are a believer. Jesus can't lie. So his word is the truth. If you say, I believe in Jesus. And I've been out when I have crusades. These are pagans. They come out to receive Christ. After they've received Christ, they want to receive. They say, do you all want to receive the Holy Spirit? They say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Talk to us about it. After I pray with them, they're all praying in tongues. It happens. What I'm speaking today is supposed to be basic Christianity. But today is like something that we really need to revisit. Because the church, Satan is deceiving us and wanting to take this away from us. Which is the, the source of our strength in him. Samson had no power until the Holy Spirit came on him. He's the same Holy Spirit we're talking about. So we need to understand that. Notice, I will pray with the Spirit and I will pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit and I will sing with the understanding. Who? You. If you want to do it, you can do it. He's there for you. Let me go into... Okay. Let me go into John chapter 7, verse 37. Please bear with me today. We had a lot to do. I'll be finished real quickly. But let, let, me, let me conclude this. It's important, okay? Very important. Please. Please. Okay. It says, on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried. He cried out saying, if anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. If anyone thirst." Let him come to me and drink. He, again we come to this. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Then John tells us what Jesus meant by that. He says, but this he spoke concerning what? The spirit. Whom those believing in him would receive. If you are a believer, you should receive the Spirit. Jesus stood and cried out, meaning he yelled out. There were thousands of people there. He was screaming at them. If you believe in him, as the scripture has said, out of your heart, that's your spirit, that's what he's saying, will flow rivers of living water. And John says, he spoke concerning the Spirit. Whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Jesus had not gone to the cross. But on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was given. So now, 
anyone who is a believer, out of your belly or your heart will flow rivers of living water. You can do that. Let's talk about how to receive the Spirit. Easy. Turn with me to Luke 11, verse 9. He says, So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Okay? Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, the door will be opened to you. Verse 10. For everyone who asks, receive. Can you all say that with me, please? For everyone who asks, receives. Can you say that again? For everyone who asks, receives. Can we say that again? For everyone who asks, receives. If you are any, any person, if you are a person, if you ask, Jesus said, you're going to be good. You're going to receive. No doubt. Everyone who asks. So what is Jesus talking about? Asking for, and then everyone will receive. Let's go back to the scripture. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Let me tell you what this is. Sometimes people are afraid. I don't want to open up to the Holy Spirit. What about if the, if the devil slips one on me? That can never happen. You are a child of God. You believe. Notice what Jesus said. You won't give them something harmful. Notice verse 13. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give what? the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. You won't tell your son who is asking to eat bread. He says, son, you know we have money to buy. We have bread in the house. But could you wait for another two weeks? And we'll give you all the bread you want. You don't do that. You give them food because they want. Jesus compared the Holy Spirit, asking for the Holy Spirit, as if a hungry child is asking for something to eat. You wouldn't do that to your child. You will immediately give them what they're asking for. And Jesus is saying, if you ask for the Holy Spirit, guess what? You get it right there. Why? Because you are a believer. Because you are a believer. I want to, before we pray today, I want to tell you some of the benefits of, the, uh, of speaking in tongues. Let me say this. When you pray and you understand, you are praying in the natural. God hears you, right? But when you pray in tongues, you just moved from the natural into the supernatural. Because it's a supernatural language. If you stay there long enough, supernatural things will begin to take place in your life. It's so important. The Bible tells us in Jude one uh, twenty, it says, But you, beloved, building up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Spirit. How do you do that? How do you pray in the Spirit? Pray in tongues. You build up yourself in your most holy faith when you pray in the Spirit. I found this out. So if you are around me, I, I pray, pray in tongues a lot. 
There was a time I, I, I didn't want to pray in English very much. I prayed in English in my head. But what you hear from me stunks. I did that for, I, I, made, I set it aside one hour each day. And during that time, I was back in Nigeria, people were coming to me with demonic problems you wouldn't believe. And there were times that I, all I did was I asked God, what's going on here? He told me. And it seemed so ordinary. A woman told me, she said, there's something that's walking back on the back of my head. And she was talking to me. I said, where? No thinking. I said, where is that? Show me where is that? She says, back here. Gives me a headache. And I reached out. I just pulled her hair, touched her hair. I pulled it in Jesus' name. And she jumped. And it, it was gone. God begins to do unusual things in your life. You want supernatural, and God's supernatural goes that way. You are a child of the Almighty God. You are not supposed to be ordinary. You are not supposed to walk ordinary. Paul said, you walk just like mere men. Afraid of this, afraid of that. No, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, and you can do things. You don't have to be afraid, because God's with you. That's the God we serve. That's the God we serve. You build up yourself by praying in the Holy Spirit constantly. Let me say this. Who had the greatest revelation from the scriptures? New Testament. Paul did. There's no man that had more revelation than Paul. But you know, Paul said, I thank my God that I pray in tongues more than every one of you. But in the church, I would rather speak five words with a word that is understood than 10,000 words in tongues. So he never prayed in, to- in, in tongues in church. And yet he was praying in tongues when he was alone. I found his secret. Amen. I found Paul's secret. He was praying in tongues. He knew without a doubt. There was not a soul in the Corinthian church. And remember, they didn't have the first assembly there and the Baptist church there and they were all in Houston. No, they had one church. And yet he knew he prayed in tongues more than every one of them. And that the Holy Spirit told him that. That was his secret. That was his secret. God showed me this secret years ago. And I told myself, I got it. I got it. It wasn't too long. I, I, I immediately knew how to help people to receive the Holy Spirit. They called me. I have people that I've prayed for, restaurant owners. They said, go call Brother Goodluck. I knew what to do because God has revealed it to me. And then into healing, I knew what to do. And I'm saying this to you, keeping nothing back. Because I want you to do exactly the same and more. I want you to go out there and get the devil, give him a black eye because you got the Holy Spirit. You go out there and show him, I'm a child of God. He ain't scared of you. That's the way, that's what this is all about. Not just a sermon, but to empower you to do what God says. Now, let me, let me show you this scripture. In, in, um, in First Corinthians chapter 2, beginning from verse 9, and I'll close with this. Listen to this. Please get understanding. Because Paul said, you know, I thank my God. I speak in tongues more than you are. Now listen to this. But as it is written, 
eye has not seen. Right? Nor ear heard. Nor have entered into the heart of man. The things God has prepared for those who love him. No eye has seen it. No ear has heard it. People can't even imagine the things that God has prepared, not going to prepare what God has already prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us. How? By his spirit. By his spirit. God has revealed them to us by spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Guess what? Yes, the deep things of God. Not you. The spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. He searches. So your spirit of God, he is searching all things. For no one knows the things of a man, save the spirit of the man who is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit. Now, verse 12. See, now we have received. Say with me, we have received. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might what? Know. Freely know the things that have been given to us. How do you know these things? By the Spirit. Question I used to see. I like that scripture. But how do I get the Spirit to show me these things? Praying in tongues. Let's, I go back to the scripture now. <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> because it's like pastor says finally and again he goes back finally. Now, First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2. Listen to what it says. He who prays in a, to- in a tongue does not speak to man but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks what? Mysteries. So when you are praying to God in tongues, you are speaking mysteries to God, right? So you are going to tell God something that he doesn't know in tongues? No. The mysteries you are speaking are for you. And as you continue to pray in tongues, and God, you are speaking mysteries. The Bible says, life and death are what? In the power of the tongue. It begins to take over your life. And the Holy Spirit begins to di- download all those mysteries into your spirit. Yeah. That's what happened to Paul. Paul said, no one taught me the gospel. I got it by revelation. How? The Holy Spirit was downloading it. Into his spirit. You can have that today. Amen. Stand with me. I've taken your time so much. Please thank you for giving me this time. Thank you. I found a secret. It's funny. Whenever I had to deal with a demon that was too stubborn for me. Back home. You know what I do? I get there. I say the, I tell the person. This is true. I tell the person. And sometimes they've been to several ministers. This was before I became a minister, a full-time minister. They've been to different churches and ministers, and they come to me 
uh, finally to receive the Holy Spirit. And I said, you're free? He said, yeah, I believe. I think I'm free. I said, okay, we'll find out. We'll know whether you're free. As soon as I pray with them to receive the Holy Spirit, when it gets to the place where they exercise their faith to receive the Holy Spirit, that demon cannot, couldn't handle it. And I, immediately you see a serious manifestation. And in my mind, I say, I got you now. You're going to come out. That's how I dealt with them. Get them freed. And after the manifestation, after I've cast out the devil, then I tell the person, I said, now, let's start all over. And they pray in tongues. No manifestation. Totally free. That's how beautiful this is. You have the power today. All heads bow today. I know you're a believer. How many believe? If you believe in the Lord Jesus, put your hand up. Don't, if I see your hands down, that means you say, I don't believe. <laughs> but I want, if you, everyone here is a believer, that's good. If you lift up your hand, then you are a true believer. I'm going to do something that I don't often do in church. So I see everybody's hand. And if you are not a believer, just because you raise your hand, heaven knows that you say, by indication, I believe. And it's accepted. Amen? Because we are accepted in the beloved. That's in Christ. Amen? So what we're going to do is every one of us is going to pray in tongues. All right? And those that haven't prayed in tongues, you will today. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffered violence. The violent was taken by force. Uh, there is no gentleman or lady when it comes to the things of God. Okay? That's when we put these things down and we violently go after the enemy. Amen? Today, for some of us, it's going to be a start of something new. Because God's going to use you greatly. God's going to use you greatly. So I want everyone, without hesitation, God told me this. After I learned a lot of scriptures and I said, God, what do I do with this? He says, pray with them to receive the Holy Spirit. He says, yeah, how do I go about that? And God said, after they have prayed, obeying Luke chapter 11, it says, how much more will your heavenly Father, shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? He said, after you've done that with them, then tell them that in my name, that's what Jesus said, in my name they shall speak with new tongues, right? And then command them in my name to join you and they will be able to speak in tongues. Now, when I tell you join me, don't go testing the water if it's going to hold your weight, right? Join me, you have your own spirit language, amen? You're not going to say anything different. And again, you won't say a word that is not the Holy Spirit. It takes over. Not a split second will go by. Amen? So what we're going to do this morning, those that have received and those that haven't received, you will all receive. We all need new baptisms, okay, this morning. So we're going to all ask God to fill us with the Holy Spirit again. He is here. I know He is here. He is going to confirm His word with signs following. I know that for sure. So take fear out of the way. Amen? Put fear aside. And after we've asked him to fill us, then we as a church, we honor God by praying in tongues. How many want to do that with me this morning? Can I hear an amen? Now let's go for it. Say with me, Heavenly Father, I believe in the Lord Jesus. 
He is my Lord and my Savior. I've received Him to be my Lord and my Savior. Father, according to the Scriptures, I ask, I ask today that I be filled with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I ask that I will be able to speak with other tongues as you, the Holy Spirit, gives utterance. In Jesus' name, amen. How many believe you received? Don't go with your feelings. I got somebody that said, I felt electricity. That's not what we want. We want you to speak with tongues. Amen? That's what we're going to do. Amen. So, I'm going to pray a short prayer and uh, thanking God for filling you with the Holy Spirit. Whether you felt something or didn't feel something, we walk by faith and not by sight. And you jump into the water with me and walk on water by faith. And please don't be gentle. Say it loud. It's very important because if you are whispering to yourself, Satan knows he can take the gift from you. It's like the seed on the wayside. He, he steals it from you. So speak it out loud. Let the one close by you hear it. And I'm going to pray and then we'll all speak together. Amen? Father, I thank you. Because I know that you are here to confirm your word with signs following. I give you praise because your word is still the same. Just as you said it, yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you for confirming your words today and filling your people so that this whole house will be spirit-filled people to worship you in spirit and in truth. Thank you for blessing us with this precious gift from heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. In the name of Jesus, every one of you, join me as I pray in tongues. Please join me. Don't hesitate. Say it loud. Say it loud. Speak up. You have to hear yourself. Rose kete re baba baya santa. Rose baba la shakata le baba yase. Rose baba baya kanda lose. Rose bakanda le baba yasata. Rando lese baba baya shonda le baba. Rose bekanda lese baka. Rose kete rose baba. Rande le baba yasata le baba. Rese kanda lese kataleba. Rose kataleba seta. Ramonde re baba yasata re. Kora baba baba ya santare, rose baba ya santaleba, rote le baka ya zonde le bate, rose kanta le baba ya sante, rokanda re baba baya sata, rokanda le baba ya shate, resa baba ya kandore bate. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen, amen. Can you all be quiet a little bit? Can we stop, please? Please stop. Let me say this, because I've been with this. It's so important. If you're having a struggle with this, and you understand it, most likely there's bondage there that needs to be broken. If you're wondering and afraid, it's the spirit of bondage. Because the Bible is clear. I've got to speak truth to His Word. 
is very important. Ask for help. Ask for help. I believe by the grace of God I'm here in this country because of you. By his grace and for me also that we work together and do God's work without compromise. If you are having a little fear please talk to me because Satan has a little hold in your life. We want you free from that so that you can serve God. It's not normal for a person not to want to serve God. That's an abnormal thing. So this is very important. Don't hesitate. It's of God. I know it's of God. Now, back in Africa, I'm telling you, they won't even come to your church if they don't pray in tongues and do miracles. They're not coming. Even Catholic churches, they, they now... I'm told, Catholic churches, they've learned. We have to do this. It's in the scripture, so we do this. If you have questions, please talk to me. I'm not that busy. I'm here for you. We will talk, see where you will reason together, and help you to receive. It's a precious gift. It transforms every life. Amen? It's beautiful. Let me say this. If you prayed in tongues for the first time, will you put your hand up? Put your hand up. Thank you. Thank you. I saw that. Some of us have prayed in tongues before, and 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 um, you started to learn. But please spend more time doing it. Fifteen minutes. Don't get religious. <laughs> in those days, I used to time myself. Once the time comes, it's one hour. Thank you, Lord. I'm gone. <laughs> That's it. Till the next morning. That's the way I do it. And, and, but God knew I have other things to do. I want all of us to be giant slayers. Can I hear an amen? Giant slayers. Every one of us. And we can do it. Because God is on our side. Please, I know this without a doubt. If you are having trouble praying in tongues, and you really want that, please talk to me. The reason is, Satan has got a little hold of your life. And you die. if you don't get rid of it, it's going to cause you a lot of problems down the road. I want to help. And I'll help you. It's very important to me. Because of the kingdom of God. Amen? Can you turn around, greet them one another, tell them how much you love them? And uh, if I... <laughs> <laughs>